Have you realized yet that your purpose in life is constantly evolving? The thing is, it can only evolve, grow, and expand to the extent you're willing to do the work to heal. That's why I've created a transformative half-day virtual event designed for purpose chasers who want to integrate their authentic selves in every aspect of their life. Together, we're going to co-create conversations around reflecting on current patterns, amplifying your genuine desires, prioritizing fulfillment over the facade of what you should do, and we'll talk about achieving actual tangible results. I believe our work together will have a profound impact on your life as we break you out of autopilot, scale your potential, and set you up to attract everything you say you desire. Plus, this space will be an enjoyable and supportive environment for new connections with like-hearted purpose chasers from all over the world. Together, we will laugh, dance, and maybe cry, but we'll be doing the work together. If this speaks to your soul and you want to detox and release what's no longer serving you so you can live fully in the pillars of redefining wealth, tickets are currently complimentary for this half day of coaching, training, and co-creating a new blueprint for your heart's desires directly with me. So grab your ticket today at patricewashington.com slash soul detox. That's patricewashington.com slash soul detox. You're walking around with your head down, too afraid, too ashamed, too embarrassed to stand up and walk into the purpose and the life and the destiny and the vision and the dreams that you know have your name on it. Hey there, this is Patrice Washington from patricewashington.com, where we chase purpose, not money. Welcome back to another episode of Redefining Wealth. I am so excited about today's episode. This message on Be There Walking Contradiction was actually a divine download. And so I am bursting at the seams to get this out. And I ask you to bear with me because it's one of those things where I recognized that I had just never heard it this way before. And as you know, we're all a sum total of our experiences and different things that we've heard over the years. And so there are some times when I can clearly connect a thought, a feeling, a belief that I have with something that I've heard over my 20 years, really focused on personal development. But this is one of those that it was truly divine. It was truly divine. And if you've ever had that aha moment in the shower or you were awakened out of your sleep with this flood of ideas or something just really hit you in the spirit, then you understand what I'm saying. And this message for me is that. So if you are new here, here's what you need to know about redefining wealth. We don't believe that wealth is all about money and material possessions. As someone who's been known as a personal finance expert for a decade, I can tell you that I truly believe in the original definition of wealth, which was all about well-being. And so what we do here on this show is bridge the gap. Yes, we're going to talk about money stuff. I'm actually super excited about a series that I'm working on for the end of this year. So it will be all money stuff, but of course with a twist because you know how I do it. But we also have to think about the mindsets and the beliefs and the thoughts that we have that prevent us from being able to reach the wealth that we desire and be there walking contradiction. Ooh, the whole notion of that that we're about to break down is one that just really gets me excited. 
Now, to my OG listeners, welcome back. Thank you again from the bottom of my heart. You guys are really blowing up this podcast. Thank you for always tagging me in your Insta stories. I try to share as many as I can without being obnoxious. But I love the DMs. I love the emails, the testimonies that you guys are sending. I appreciate you so much. And I have to shout out my husband. We did that episode, The Blessing of Downsizing. That was my last solo episode. And you guys just really, I feel like I just connected with so many of you. The emails are still really overwhelming. Thank you so much for receiving our truth. And I hope that today is no different. I really want to share some truth with you as well. Now, this came to me, this idea of be there walking contradiction. A couple weeks ago when I was on vacation in the gym by myself as usual, because you people do not go to the gym when you vacation, get it together. (laughs) So I'm always in the gym by myself. And I got a chance where, you know, you kind of just glance at yourself. I glanced at myself and I I had a moment. I legitimately had a moment where I said, I'm proud of you because I am the walking contradiction in my family. You see, a lot of women in my family by this age have been diagnosed with high blood pressure or diabetes or they're obese or overweight. And so I was told as a younger person, even though I was kind of real thin wearing extra clothes to look like I had a little little something back there and stuff and look a little thicker, that I would probably be overweight by 30. And so I'm 37 now, and I had to give myself that little nod, like, you know what, girl, I'm proud of you. And something dropped in my spirit, and it was like, you're the walking contradiction, You're the walking contradiction. And then, you know, I'm working out, but things just keep flooding me. I keep having these thoughts and I keep seeing all these words flash before me. And if you have ever had this type of, you know, I call it divine download, then you know exactly what I'm saying. Where you're minding your business. (laughs) And all of a sudden, for me, it looks like visions flashes of words. And I just was feeling all these things and I was seeing myself at different times in my life. And how as I stand here today as a best-selling author and this podcaster and media personality and looking at all the things that I've done, that I am a walking contradiction in so many ways. But let me tell you how this ties into wealth because I need you to stay with me. Many of us become paralyzed when it's time to move forward and use our story, use our past use our experiences to build a platform because the shame of some of that stuff, the guilt, the embarrassment that has happened in our lives will keep us from moving forward. It'll keep us from moving forward. Let me say it again, because I also know that there are many times that I almost held myself back from being who I am today. So I want to say that again. You may be paralyzed right now from moving forward And using your story to build a platform that is going to lead you to the wealth that you desire because you are ashamed of some stuff that has gone down in your past and is keeping you from standing up and standing out. Every time you get ready to stand up and do something, you talk yourself out of it. Or you have a hater from your past who knows what you did in 1988. They saw how you were wilding out in 1996. They know what you went through in 2007. And so every time you even 
utter a word about making the transition and the jump. They poke at you and they probe and they pose questions that make you second guess if you are ready to be released. Or better yet, they come to make sure you don't even believe you have the right to be released. You don't have the right to stand up. You don't have the right to stand out. You don't have the right to speak out every time. And I know what that's like because I've been there. I know what it's like. And so when I say that I caught a glimpse of myself and what dropped in my spirit is that I was a walking contradiction, man, that's what I mean. When I can stand on stages or crack this mic and say that I've been a best-selling author, I am a best-selling author, working on my fifth book now, and that I've been on stages with 10,000 people and that I've coached women into starting their businesses using their God-given gifts and, and to see them out there in social media doing their thing. And when I look at my life, all I can think of sometimes is how. <laughs> how is this possible? How am I here? How am I able And here at Redefining Wealth, you know that the fourth pillar is the faith pillar. It's about believing in something greater, but it's also about understanding that nothing in life has happened to you. It's happened for you. But when we believe that it's happened to us, we fall into this trap of shaming ourselves or allowing other people to shame us into being quiet, into playing small into pretending that our gifts are insignificant. You want to know how to get to the wealth that you desire? It's time for you to stand proud and tall and understand that you have to be their walking contradiction. You have to be their walking contradiction. Now, I put a couple weeks ago on Instagram, I did a little video, which I never do, It was well-received, though, so I'm glad that I did it. It was just in my spirit. And as usual, I was driving to the gym, and it hit me, and I was thinking about how much I've been reading for the podcast. And what I love about this podcast, if you don't know this, you'll come to know, that when I invite a guest to share their experience, if they have a book, I read that book cover to cover, no less than 70% of the book before I will get on an interview with anyone. And that is because I make it a point to really deliver a different conversation with these guests than you can hear anywhere else. And so most people don't make the time to read. And so it makes the conversation very cookie cutter and vanilla. And so, you know, we like to add sprinkles and a little jazz. And so when I dig into the crevices of the book to really get to know the person, then we can have a richer conversation. And I love that it's forcing me to read three and four books a month in order to keep up. But what I was sharing on Instagram is what I love about books is that you got to read all the way to the end to really understand the person, like to really get the gist of the story. And a lot of times we will open up to a chapter and think that based on that chapter, we know the outcome of someone's life. We think that we know the entire story. If someone would have met you at 21, they would have thought they had you pegged. If someone would have met me at 27 when I was sleeping on my brother's couch because my business had gone belly up, 
they may have thought that they knew the entire story. But what I love about my faith is that it teaches me the power of a plot twist. Ooh. It teaches me the power of a plot twist, which means that even though what they read in some of those chapters are factual, there is still an opportunity for that thing to turn out completely different than anyone is expecting. And so that is how we are the walking contradiction. We embrace that plot twist. And what was flashing before me when I was in the gym, I'm telling you guys, I had to take my phone out and start jotting some of this down. I didn't want to lose it. But there were three words that kept flashing. Fact, fiction, contradiction. Fact, fiction, contradiction. My pastor was saying something one day. He said, a lot of us may feel like we have enemies and people who say negative things about us. I know I've shared with you guys openly that that has been my experience most recently in the last year and a half or so. And they're lies. And I've taught you that the reason we don't listen to the lies of our enemies is because we know what is versus what ifs. If you want to hear about that, it's really good. Check out the episode called Bless Thy Enemy. But when you know what is, you don't have to be distracted or deterred by the what ifs of your haters, of your enemies. But my pastor brought up a great point a couple of weeks ago, and he said, the problem is what they're saying is true. <laughs> what they're saying about you is true. It is a fact. And that's the thing that gets some of us. Now, if you've been rocking with me, you know how to get past the what ifs. You know that if it's not true, whatever, I'm not going to let you distract me or take me off my destiny. But what if what they're saying is true? Then what? And what was flashing before me was fact, fiction, contradiction. Fact, fiction, contradiction. So I want to give you three things to think about as you settle with this idea of being their walking contradiction. I want to give you three things to think about. And the first one is accept the facts. The reality is your story is your story. What you've been through is what you've been through. And there is nothing you can do to go back and change it. There are no time machines that I'm aware of that give us the ability to go back to our younger self, our 20s, our 30s, our 40s, our 50s, whatever that is for you, and change not one moment in time. So you have to accept the facts for what they are. One of the things that I learned when I came out on Fox News and shared for the first time on national television, it was on Fox News, that I had filed bankruptcy. I also around the same time had been profiled in a two or three page spread with a huge picture of myself and my family in the New York Post, also sharing about bankruptcy. And the reason I decided to come out and share my own story openly is because there were people who knew intimate details about that whole experience and were threatening to expose that. As much as I had started doing the work that I was doing and I was helping other people, and if you spoke to me intimately or if you met me in person or I was at an event where I spoke one-on-one or I spoke to the masses, I didn't have a problem saying it. I had just never said it in media. 
I had never said it to the millions of listeners on the nationally syndicated radio segment that I had, and I had never said it on national television, although I had been on television many times. Now, I will say this. I also was never asked. Those things are usually scripted, and you know what your talking points are. And I also was never asked about it. So it didn't occur to me that I needed to really, really say something because I had said it from the stage. But the people who were trying to hold that over my head, it was like, I can't run from that. It is a fact. And I have to accept that that is a part of my story. But I always tell people, it's also, I was always passionate about financial education back in the day. But going through such humbling times, going from a seven-figure business to scraping up change, foreclosing on my homes, having my cars voluntarily repossessed, going through all of that and having to struggle to figure out how to pay bills. You want to talk about compassion? I wouldn't be who I am today. I couldn't serve you the way that I do had I not gone through that experience. So the facts were the facts. It is what it is. But it's the story that was used in order for me to have the testimony that I have and in order for me to relate to people the way that I do. Now, what I've had to accept is if you don't like that fact about me, guess what? You're still going to be served because there are thousands of other people who talk about personal finance and you will be able to be served in the way that feels good for you and no love lost. I just want you to win. I don't care if you do it with me or one of my other sister friends or brother friends in this movement. I don't care. I just want you to get served. But I first had to accept the facts and take control of the fact that my story is my story and I can't change it and neither can anyone else. So what good is it to be ashamed of it? What good is it to be embarrassed and feel guilty about it? It is what it is. It is what it is. Now I'm a different person. I'm older, I'm wiser, I'm more mature. And I would not make many of the real estate decisions that I made back then. And my debt was primarily real estate. I owned 13 pieces of property and I was completely over leveraged, completely over my head. And I was also a girl from South Central Los Angeles who grew up in an apartment. And I really wanted my whole life and I wanted to be an owner. I just didn't have the wisdom yet to seek mentorship so that I would do it wisely. And the truth is, that is what it is. And it's why Seek Wisdom, Find Wealth, my company was born. Because it's why my Instagram handle is Seek Wisdom PCW. That experience has taught me to seek wisdom, not just knowledge. I'm good with book smarts. I need wisdom, knowing when and how to apply it. And so I had to learn for myself to accept the facts. Next, fiction kept flashing before me. And what I was shown in this download was that we have to reject the fiction. Now, you know that I am big on defining things and not just for the surface level definitions, not the first thing that pops up when you search X word define on Google. I like to go to the third, fourth, fifth, sixth, seventh definition if I have to, to really get an understanding of what that means as it relates to where I am in that space and time. And so I went to the fourth definition of fiction and it's deep. (laughs) It's deep. Listen to this. A belief or statement that is false, but that is often held to be true because it is expedient to do so. Woo. I got to give that to you again. 
a belief or statement that is false. Not true, not facts. A belief or statement that is false, but that is often held to be true because it is expedient to do so. Let me tell you, based on the facts that you need to accept about your life and where you've been, there are people, if not yourself, playing mind games, but there are people outside of you who can't wait to spin that into lies and tell some tall tales and turn it and twist it into a whole bunch of other stuff because it's easier to accept if people know anything about the facts of who you are and where you've been. It's easier to accept it. It makes sense based on the facts. It appears to be logical. It appears to be plausible, even though it's a lie from the pits of hell. And it's one thing when it's being told about you and other people believe it, but it's a whole nother thing when you start to believe it and you let it stop you from walking into the wealth that you have predestined for you. That's a whole nother ball game. And I can tell you that what I experienced was people who would say, and these are not people who even knew me personally, but people who would say things I would see. I stopped reading blog comments <laughs> when I used to blog for Black Enterprise and Hello Beautiful and Huffington Post and all these places. I learned to stop reading comments because people would learn little bits and pieces and tidbits and create a whole story and narrative that they knew nothing about. And I had to learn to reject that fiction. I can accept the fact of where I've been and what I have survived and so thankful to be a survivor on so many tips. Oh my gosh. In each one of these pillars, I can tell you stories about things that I've survived. But I can accept the things that I've done, the good, the bad, the ugly, the trials, the triumphs, the ups, the downs, the ins, the outs. From the pit to the palace, man, I have seen some stuff in my short 37 years. I start saying short after 35 because, you know, I'm trying to hold on. (laughs) But I have seen some things. I have experienced some things. And I can accept the fact that this happened because I've learned to embrace these things as things that have happened for me and not just to me. And so that means I can accept the fact, but I've had to learn to reject the fiction, the fiction that I create in my own mind, the fiction that would say, well, who's going to listen to you if you filed bankruptcy? Who's going to buy your books if you have filed bankruptcy? Who's going to think that you're wise about anything if you have done this? Who's going to, how are they, why would they? Because the fiction says... Uh, The fiction says, but it could be true because it's expedient to do so. It takes more time to talk yourself out of all that crazy. It takes more work, more therapy, more self-discipline, more affirmations, more declarations, more meditation, more prayer, more being still. It takes work on your part to help you reject the fiction that you have concocted based on the facts of your past. And a lot of us don't want to do the work. And so those ideas, those thoughts, those feelings creep up and we let them take the heck over. We let it stop us before we even start. Or we start it, but then we're too ashamed to tell anybody that is there. 
How many of you right now are scared to promote yourself because of imposter syndrome? You're like, I know I'm kind of good at this, but if they find out that, they're not going to want to play with me. And I'm here as your walking contradiction. I just said I filed bankruptcy 19 times in this episode, and you still happen to be listening. If you made it this far, you're still listening. Those of you who were around when that New York Post article came out, it was both in the paper and online, or you saw that Fox News clip, or you've heard me say it on the stage, you've heard me say it on the podcast, you've heard me, you know, talk about it in different venues, you're still here. So all the times that my brain was trying to say, but who's going to listen? You are. Because you still understand that although that is a fact and it did happen, it happened for me to be who I need to be for you. And if you can accept me and all my flaws, if you can accept me in everything that I've been through and you still trust that I have your best interest at heart and I want nothing but the best for you and I'm going to tell you the truth and I'm going to share with you everything that has helped me redefine wealth and rebuild my life. If you trust me, then somebody trusts you. You have to reject the fiction. Whatever you are telling yourself, whatever you are allowing other people to tell you is false. And the only reason it's held to be true is because you're allowing it to be that way. You're walking around with your head down, too afraid, too ashamed, too embarrassed to stand up and walk into the purpose and the life and the destiny and the vision and the dreams that you know have your name on it. So first is accept the facts. They are what they are. Reject the fiction. Reject the fiction. And when you do those two things, I believe that you will become their walking contradiction. Walking contradiction. When you look at the facts of who you are, where you've been, what you've done, what experiences you've had, and you look at the fiction, (laughs) the plausible outcome, based on the facts, it makes sense. But those two things are actually opposing. They don't go together. They're on the opposite sides of what this thing should be. Then you get to be the walking contradiction. You become inconsistent with what they said about you. Inconsistent with what they think about you. Inconsistent with the thoughts that you've concocted about yourself. Inconsistent. The goal should be to be their walking contradiction. And if you're not worried about them, be your own walking contradiction. But I understand that, th- that it is not plausible for me to be known as a personal finance expert. I understand that it isn't logical for me to have several best-selling books. I understand that you should not be able to walk into Barnes & Nobles and see me on anybody's shelf in the personal finance section. <laughs> I understand that this episode getting tens of thousands of downloads each and every week makes absolutely no sense based on the facts of who I am, where I come from, the family I grew up in, what I was exposed to, the mistakes I made, the flaws I was born with that I'm still trying to walk work through. It doesn't make sense. 
It doesn't make sense for my husband and I to be walking into 11 years of marriage based on the things that we've done to each other, the things that we've said to each other, the times that I was Googling for apartments. You guys always like when I say that. (laughs) The times when we both were like, maybe we should part ways now before this gets real bad. It doesn't make sense for us to be in the happiest, most loving, most intimate space that we have ever been in. Pre-marriage, beginning of the marriage, mid-marriage, we are the best version of husband and wife that we have ever been. And for people who know the facts, they want to share fiction because it's plausible. But what I love is that I believe (laughs) my faith has made me so illogical. It's made me irrational. It's made me not look at two plus two equaling four. (laughs) In my world, three plus three might equal four. just depends on the day. It doesn't make sense, but that's the beauty of it. That's the beauty of being the walking contradiction. When people told me when I was younger that I would be heavy set by 30, that that's just what we do, diabetes and high blood pressure, and I'm here on no medication. I'm in the best health I've ever been in. I just started going to a new gym, doing a hardcore, (laughs) these hardcore boot camps with my husband. Like I am in the best shape and I am the healthiest and happiest I have ever been. And I could tell you that some of the things that I've been through in the last two or three years don't line up for me being here with you right now in this way. But I'm the walking contradiction. I'm the walking contradiction. And my question for you is, are you ready to embrace being the walking contradiction? You are the complete opposite of what they said about you, what you have believed about you. Being the walking contradiction for me is one of those things, again, I look in the mirror and I'm finally at a place in my late 30s where I can embrace all of who I am, the flaws, the faults. Now I'm still doing my work. I'm still in therapy. I'm still in couples therapy. I'm still constantly doing the work. I'm still praying. I'm still meditating. I'm still doing my devotionals. I'm still doing all of those things. But to be at a place now where I can look at those flaws and still say, you're beautiful and I love you. I'm proud of you. You better get it, girl. (laughs) You better get it, girl. That's what I say before I speak in the mirror. You better get it, girl. I know that it's not logical. I know that it's not rational. I know that it's not plausible. But it is what it is. This is what is. There's no what ifs. You don't have to wonder about, (laughs) am I still going to be here doing this? This is what I feel called to do. This is what I believe I was led to do. And this is what it is, no matter what they say, no matter what they believe. I'm the walking contradiction. And to tie this all up, I'm going to tell you now how deep this is. (laughs) I used to always say, oh my gosh, I can't tell people this stuff. They're going to think that I make it up. It's crazy. But I'm going to tell you how deep this really is. So the same day that I was having this whole thing, fact, fiction, contradiction, and it just kept coming up, it kept coming up, it kept coming up. That evening, we were driving away from the hotel to go get something to eat. And 
a song by Janelle Monet came on, and it's called I Like That. Now, I've never really been a big fan or follower, to be honest. I think she's a super cute girl and talented, but just wasn't a fan. But the song comes on, and I have to read you the first verse. And this is when I knew that I needed to record this episode for you. And if it were not for copywriting challenges, I would have tried to put (laughs) a snippet of this song in here. But go find it. It's called I Like That. There are some choice lyrics, so don't get beside yourself. But these lyrics, sometimes a mystery, sometimes I'm free. Depending on my mood or my attitude, sometimes I want to roll or stay at home. Walking contradiction Guess I'm factual and fiction. You know, I screamed. You know, I screamed. You know, I had to pull it up because I thought that I was still hearing things (laughs) and I was making it up. First verse, walking contradiction. Guess I'm factual and fiction. Now, I don't know what she meant, but I know what my divine download was earlier that day in the gym. And that's what I just shared with you. It's time for us to accept the facts. They are what they are. They are what they are. Reject the fiction and embrace being their walking contradiction. And if you need something to just compliment this episode and vibe to today, then I would encourage you to download or listen to however you listen to music. I like that by Janelle Monet. And man, will it all come together. That's it. Again, if you're new, I invite you to rate and review this podcast. If you've been around forever, you can still rate again, I believe, and review the podcast. You can come to Redefining Wealth Podcast.com and give me your feedback. Tell me what you thought about this. Does this resonate with you? Have you been held back because of the facts, because of the history of what you've been through? And has it been stopping you from moving forward? Have other people started some fiction about you and about what you are capable of based on the facts, but they've put their own little slant and twist and it's been logical for those things to come to pass, but you know that that's not how it all ends. You know that even though they came in on this chapter of your life or that chapter of your life, that that's not how the story ends for you. You know that it's time for you to be their walking contradiction. And while I'm at it, let me say this. When you are the walking contradiction, that means that you walk with your head high. What if you started to walk around like everything that you want is already done? What if you stood in that power and spoke with that type of authority and truth that everything you want is already done? Do you know what it would do for your haters? Confuse the hell out of them. Because you're not supposed to have your head high. You're supposed to be looking down. You're supposed to be timid. You're supposed to shy away from social media. You want to start a platform, but your page is private because you don't want them coming on, lurking Oh, don't get me started. That's a whole nother thing. They wouldn't even know what to hate on because they would see that their past efforts were futile. What if you started to walk with that authority and that power? And let me tell you, when I start getting harassed about a year and a half ago, even though some of it was based on old facts, most of it was the fiction. 
And I understand if you are that person where it has sent you into a corner and you're like, I don't want to do this. I don't want to get up. I don't want to go out because I went through that. But when I launched Redefining Wealth last year, not just the podcast, but the entire shift for my brand, I understood that it was not about me anymore. It was about you, that I needed to get out of my own way and I needed to get out of your way. Because I had been blessed with something that needed to be birthed. I needed to share it. I needed to talk about it. It wasn't a nice to have. It wasn't a want. This is a need. I have to do this because I feel that it is the mandate on my life in this season. And I feel the same thing for you so strongly that if you let those facts keep messing with you and you let their fiction keep messing with your mind, keeping you with your head down, playing small, shoulders, you know, hunched over. No, someone needs you to be bold. They need you to be powerful. They need you to speak up. They need you to praise in spite of. We don't need you playing small. And I want to hold you accountable. So you are welcome to share your stories with me. You are welcome to share your stories with me. Tell me in the comments, send me a DM, send an email. But it's time, you guys, it's time. Be the enemy's walking contradiction. Be the walking contradiction. Now, I told you at the top of the episode that I would also give you information on how you could be a part of my very special one-year anniversary episode. Woo! It's coming up soon. Man, can you believe it? In a few weeks, uh, the Redefining Wealth podcast will be one years old, one year old. And I want you to be a part of that. I want to hear from you how this podcast has helped you live your life's purpose, find fulfillment, or earn more without chasing money. I want to know which one of these pillars have you really taken to heart and how it shifted. Now, you guys send me emails. I've heard of people who have gotten raises, promotions. They've saved more money. And I love that even out of this kind of non-traditional show that you're still getting those personal finance wins. I want to hear the personal finance wins, but I want to hear what wins you're having in your fit pillar. What wins are you having in your people pillar, in your space pillar, in your faith pillar, in your work pillar? I want to hear it all. But you got to tell me in 90 seconds or less. I'm like, I want to hear it all in 90 seconds or less. And so I am going to choose as many people as I can to recap this journey of redefining wealth over the last year. Uh, But also, I just want to hear your voice. This is our show. This is not just my show. It's ours. And so if you want to participate, like many of you did during the birthday episode, go to freecallwithpatrice.com. It's freecallwithpatrice.com. You're going to see a little box there that allows you to record right there from your phone, right there from your desktop. It's super easy from your any mobile device. It is so easy to do. Send me a message. Tell me your name, where you're listening from, and then by the time you do that, it'll be about 86 seconds to tell me what Redefining Wealth has done for you and how it's been a blessing to you. All right. So that's freecallwithpatrice.com. Go there right now before you forget and share a little something, something. And I hope to include your voice on our anniversary episode coming up in just a short few weeks. Few short weeks? I don't know. That's where my Belizean ness comes in because we say a lot of things backwards. (laughs) But it'll be up soon. Okay. 
So that's it. I need you to go out there and be the walking contradiction. I feel strongly about this one, guys. So let me know your thoughts. Seek wisdom, PCW, and social media. Until next time, I want you to go live your life's purpose, find fulfillment, and earn more without ever chasing money. Talk to you later. If you're a woman over 40 dealing with hot flashes, insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, or weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. The experts at Midi Health know all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes of menopause. And MIDI can help with safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com.